back, everyone. It is Tip O. Hey, ho. And it's the pretty Ricky, 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 Ricky. Hey. And we are back with another episode recap and discussion of Queen Sugar Season 5, Episode 8, titled June 3rd, 2020. So this episode opened with a dream sequence of blue the cop we saw from last week, Ralph Angel, and Darla. And I just have to ask you off the back, Ricky, like, did you initially have any thoughts of whose dream this was? I'm sure when I was looking at it, I thought it was Ralph Angel being triggered by what yeah. happened. So that's what I would say I initially thought it was, what I thought it was. I did, girl. I was like, oh, look, Ralph Angel having this dream about how he can't protect his son. But then when I found out it was Blue having this dream, it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, that's my point. That's the point I've been making for like two podcast episodes now. Like, I just feel like he's too young to be being exposed to all this. Yes, I know he's 10. Yes, I know we can't protect him forever and shield him forever. But I'm like, no, he's having bad dreams. But like, when he went to like run to his mommy and daddy, but turned around and decided not to, I was like, what? So I don't know. Any other thoughts about Blue and his dream? It's like, well, my thought is that it is so young to have that conversation, but a part of me was happy he did, like he was able to experience that. So at least he wasn't, I mean, it was still no way I don't know to get around like how you are not traumatized by something like this, but at least he had that conversation. So I felt like I was happy that he at least got a little bit of like, you know, just know that these are cops, but every cop may not be out to protect you. So it's such a harsh thing to learn. You're right. So yeah, but I, I felt in the moment I was like, ooh, this is exactly how traumas happen. And sometimes in life, you think you have to go through like all the way where he saw somebody, you know, get shot or whatever, but it's truly just mm. that stuff. Or think it reminded me a little bit of Micah. I guess it just took me back to me. It, start, it can start at any moment when he had the police situation and he was able to go free, but it may not even happen. So like I said, you are shot or, you know, you're, you're killed, but you still have something that's traumatic that carries on for who knows for a long time and for blue it was just so sad that it happened so soon but I was like this is exactly why people go to counseling because it's something you don't even realize to go all the way back to eight or nine years old and here we are girl oh but you just made me think about something how it's like generational this whole police brutality police perspective police fear or whatever like it goes from generation to generation we have seen Hollywood we've seen Ralph Angel, we've seen Micah, and now we see Little Blue. Like, it's just trickling through the whole family, and it's, like, heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. For like, generations, shall I say, not just the family. No, it is, and you're right. Like, we knew things happened, and we were, we saw stories, but I, again, can't say that I remember. I know I'm a Black female. I'm not a Black male, but I don't remember being nine or 10 years old, having this kind of fear that, or having anybody have a conversation, you know, you're black, you're driving here, just be careful. Like, but there, it has to start happening so young, but it's just like, no, he's too young to, to see this and have this whole, like you said, this idea of how police, how policemen can be. Girl, did you think that he had, because you know, back in the day, Blue, when he got stressed out or something, he would pee in the bed. So I thought he, I was like, look, y'all made the boy pee on himself again. Mm. I forgot about that. You see, you be taking us back. Yeah, girl. Now you may have a problem again. Like, it may be reoccurring. <laughs> no, he's grown up. I think that was important. Like, it showed that he's not the little kid blue that used to pee on himself when he had a bad dream and run to daddy. 
So yeah, he grew up on us. He's a big boy. All right. Moving on to Charlie and Davis. So Charlie is too sick, y'all, to even get up off the couch when Davis arrives to her home. So Davis has to break in to her spot through the kitchen door, window, whatever. And Charlie's like, put on your mask because she thinks she has COVID-19. So we know that she's having trouble breathing and she's clammy. And me and Ricky had said that she probably is having a panic attack or an anxiety attack. Um, remind me to ask you, because they never closed the loop on what she had. So I, I, I would like to do some predictions on it later. But okay. anyway, she's having trouble breathing. She's clammy. That's about it. David take care of, takes care of her throughout the episode. He carries her from the couch to her bed, even though she's like, no, I'll just stay on the couch. He's like, girl, get up. So anyway, he goes <laughs> to her bed. And did you see how limp she was in his arms? Ugh. Yeah. So she's limp in his arms. Um, while he's caring for Charlie, he has a dream <laughs> of Charlie asking him like why he did what he did when she loved him so much. And when he returns from his dream to reality with Charlie waking, we learn that Charlie did not call 911 because she didn't want to take away from others who may really need the help. And so this reminded me of, you know, I said last week, she's not calling because she didn't want to um, be around, you know, just in a hospital environment, period. And you had said, no, it's because she's a public figure. So now we got mm-hmm. that. Like, no, other people need it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thinking about, because everybody got dreams. So thinking about mm-hmm. this dream, did you think like, okay, so I'm thinking like the dream shows that he feels he owes her and that's why he's there. Like, that's the least he could do, which is come and take care of her. Um, because he put her through so much like do you think the dream had any significance or what I think the dream had the significance of him realizing just how much she's done for him but how much he still really loves her and just when we hear Mm -hmm. that Micah well through the stories that she's told Micah Charlie's told Micah you realize just how how far back it goes like we said we didn't realize this I guess we didn't put that together but this girl has been with him through a whole lot and so yeah I thought it was a little bit maybe of like he owes her but just almost like I am so happy to do like I I wouldn't dare not show up for you I would be here for you because you you've given a large part of your life to me so you know how dare you even think I would be here like I'm here I'm happy to be here and maybe even some guilt in some of that (laughs) just like dang I she went you know the girl loved me I put her through a lot so I think it was more of him wanting to show up um Maybe because he owed her, but because he really just recognized the love that I believe he still has for her. And I think you're kind of going to the point where I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, "Okay, so last week, that's so many thoughts in my head. So last (laughs) week, you were like, oh, do you think Charlie and Dave is about to get back together? And I was like, oh, Lord, I hope not. But he made this comment of like, you know, she he got out of his dream and she's talking about whatever she's talking about. He's like, when you love someone, you show up. Oh, they were talking about Micah. So he's like, when you love someone, you show up. And I'm like, is he trying to say he's still in love with her? Like, are we about to see Charlie and Davis part two? You know, maybe. I I, I think that, yeah, I think we're definitely seeing his love in action, you know, in the right action. I like, I love you, but I like all these women on the side to action, but showing up and being there for her. So I, I think so. I think maybe it is a little bit of foreshadowing, Tiff. And maybe mm. she realized at the end of the day when she could have called other people she chose to call him and so maybe she'll have an aha moment in the midst of all of this oh my gosh I mean they have grown (laughs) and now that we know they've they've been together since college they got pregnant super early in their relationship um you know I guess 
if they wanted to, I guess this is the time for it. <laughs> it would surely be a uh, twist in the storyline for me because I'd never seen them get back together. Mm-hmm. So we also learned during this time of their conversation that Charlie has not told Micah what's going on with her. And David's like, no, girl, you need to tell your son. So whose side are we on, Charlie or David? She don't want to mess up Micah's mission. And David is like, who cares? Like, he loves you. He's going to show up. So um, whose side are we on? I feel I'm actually on Charlie's side. Um, yeah, just because I've been in situations where, like, let's say my mom had to tell me something like a heavy topic, and she was like, I wanted you to get through this, and then I wanted to sit down and tell you whatever the situation was. I mean, a couple, a handful of times in my life, I could remember that. And while I was initially kind of upset and like, well, why didn't you tell me I could respect the fact that, and I was in a way like, okay, that would have totally threw me off for the day or something, you know, could happen. So I can appreciate us having the moment afterwards. Now, I think at the point, if it's weeks and weeks and a whole lot of stuff is going on, then no, you need to involve him. But I can understand because she really realized the significance of him being on the front line of what was going on. And I can respect her decision. So I'm, I'm probably honestly more on Charlie's side. I'm like so torn, but I think I'm more on David's side. So okay. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I just, I think the reason I'm torn and probably leaning more toward David's side is because like you said, our parents be keeping stuff from us because they be like trying to like protect us or not ruin whatever we got going on or not burden us and stuff like that. But it's just like, I could count so many times where something like something health-wise would be wrong with my dad or something. And it'd be months later, he'd be like, oh yeah, I was in the hospital. He'd be like, really? <laughs> girl same 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 so it's like Mm -hmm. you can tell nobody (laughs) that you in the hospital before you wither away or something and nobody knows so yeah and that's why my caveat to that is just it has to be soon like a couple of days it was so early on but no I don't I don't think that's fair you got a whole diagnosis that you may not be around (laughs) this you know I'm definitely doing extreme stuff here but like you about to be hospitalized and nobody knew a month later until they get a call from somebody else talking about well you know she was here, but now what had happened was so now. Nah, but that's kind of like that. what's happening with Charlie. If she really thinks she has COVID nineteen and can't breathe, and they're trying to figure out if she needs to go to the hospital or not, at what point does Micah needs to know that? I guess when she ends up in the hospital. Okay, I got you. No, I think at the <laughs> point where Davis realizes because he was watching her, he was like, yeah. "Look." You have one breath that's not coming as you know as it needs to come. I'm telling you, you have a point, and you will. It doesn't. I don't care what you say. We will be going to the hospital. And I think at that point, yeah. then yeah, it's important to go ahead and get Mike on board. Yeah, that's true. And girl, he had that thermometer. He had that oximeter. He was like, I'm not playing with you, okay? <laughs> girl, he had doctors on standby. He said, Let me say, I got, I got doctors. Three of them. <laughs> that's <Okay>. ready. <laughs> he was so ready. I love so it. So she all. called the right person. We learned, okay? That's true. That's okay, true. Okay, so. At some point, Charlie starts coughing and Davis gets her water to drink and he was quick with it too. But he's not wearing a mask and Charlie is like, no, and trying to push him away. And Davis is like, nah, girl, I'll be all right. Like, drink this water. And um, at the end, Charlie has a dream that includes Davis and she wakes up and she apologizes to him because he had to stay up with her. You know, Charlie just really has a hard time not being a strong one, being the one that somebody mm-hmm. else has to look after. And we That's really true. saw that demonstrated in, um, in the scenes with her and Davis. Okay, so uh, um, so Davis is like, hey, why don't you call Nova or Bi or whoever, like your family or whatever. And Charlie's like, no. So again, she's like, I ain't about to tell nobody about any of this because in my opinion, I feel like she don't want people worrying about her. 
But she also says she doesn't have the capacity to answer any questions. Like she don't feel like answering questions and I can feel that. But again, whose side are we on? <laughs> Davis or Charlie when it comes to telling her family about what's going on right now? Well, I would say that first of all, I had a couple of thoughts around my head on this part. One is I do understand Charlie not wanting to have to go through answering questions and the concern, all that extra stress that can come along with that. And it reminded me, one of my um, a good friends had COVID, right? And so I remember talking, yeah, talking with a friend and realizing like, okay, it's been a, a day or so, what's, you know, what's going on? Or, and they had a, a child situation. I'm like, oh, is everything okay? Oh yeah, everything is fine. Everything's fine. And I find out weeks later, well, actually, let me tell you what happened. Ooh. The family had COVID. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. And, Sarah, and I was, and I was initially... I was, you know, a little bit in my feelings, but the friend said, look, we made a family. I was, because I was like, I was, I was feeling I'm like, what, you know, I'll be concerned. I want to know what's going on. And it's like, see, we had to have a, they had a family decision that we're not going to tell anyone. They felt okay. It wasn't a situation. They were going to the hospital and they, you know, needed to call everybody to come there or anything like that. So they were like, you know what, because it was at the time when it was, it still is very, very concerning, but it was at the time even more so where it wasn't as many people I feel like you hear have had it and it was like we didn't want to provide any any additional alarm so I had to ultimately respect the the decision yeah. and I could understand after I got out of my feelings like okay because I know I would have been that person like trying to keep myself calm but really concerned so all that to say is that I do understand Charlie's thought but another emotion that came up was just the fact that I was starting to get a little agitated by the fact that now that Nova and Vi, they seem like they're talking a lot. And it made me think of what people say all the time you hear, are you checking on that strong friend? And I'm thinking like, have they really been checking? And if they have been checking and she has not been responding, they all live, I mean, in the same area, I'm assuming, right? So nobody thought, let me knock, knock, knock on her door. Like they were knocking on um, Prosper's door and making sure that he was okay. So I kind of got a little annoyed too like you know they really come in and making sure that I'm good and definitely text me and nobody's not responding then when they gonna stop by when they gonna try to call somebody else and kind of create some kind of concern about this situation so I will say in their defense because that is a very good point about the strong friends and but I don't think we had enough time elapsed for us to see whether they would have called Charlie because I think it's like a day or two that has passed Remember last episode is when Charlie got sick. Vi had just came over and given her some pasta or some dinner that she had made. Um, and that night, I want to say, is when she was trying to figure out who to call. Do I call on Vi? No, because on Vi just told me she got her own stuff she was dealing with. Do I call Nova? No, because Nova is in Austin and on her way back. So I think it was like 24 to 36 hours that had passed or whatever. So I don't think they had the time yet, I would say. I don't think they had the time yet to be like, oh, let me check on Charlie and see what's going on with her. See, I didn't like, get that. I got that did? it was more than that. I thought that it was like 48 plus hours. Oh. And, you know, they had a situation with Vias talking with Nova. And I'm thinking if it's somebody you're talking to, like on the pretty much on a daily, and it's been even, you know, several hours and they haven't responded, and they're typically responding and you're reaching mm. out to them, I would have been concerned. It wouldn't have taken like a week for me to like really be concerned about the matter. Because I feel like right. David said, it's been it's been some time, some days. Yeah, I think he's been he there tonight. Now that you said it, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so those are my emotions. So go ahead, too. How, how are you feeling? Because clearly, I got all the emotions. And all I that. know, girl. <laughs> you took it personal and everything. You were like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, that's just okay. Go ahead. So how are so you who's feeling? So who side am I on? I think again. Yes. I think I'm gonna go with Charlie on this one because 
And I know I probably sound like a hypocrite, but I kind of feel her. Like, I don't feel like answering people questions right now. <laughs> like I'm still dealing with whatever I'm dealing with. And I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to hear, oh, where were you? Why weren't you? And I don't want to do that. I really don't. So when I, when I feel like answering questions that I might tell them then. So I kind of was with Charlie on this. But yeah. so do mm-hmm. we know if she had COVID-19 or what? It's funny. I just kind of assume, I guess this is what we're going to go with only because it seems like it was something that she's now starting to get better with. Uh, I'm going to say they didn't let us know. Siv. I'm yeah. just going to assume that maybe, okay. Cause sometimes I hear when you can have COVID, like the first few times you, whenever it comes up and it gets really active, it may not be depending on who you are active for as long. So it's like, you know, she, her temperature was going down. She was getting better. So Either that or some kind of bug that came. But... Did she have a temperature though? He kept checking it, but they never said like, oh, she has a temperature. Only thing we knew she had was clamminess and mm. hard time breathing, which again goes to what we thought she had, which is anxiety or a panic attack. Mm. Um, but like you said, it was a couple of days. So mm. maybe her hair did turn back. <laughs> <laughs> that little po' man ponytail he put on her head. <laughs> that was so endearing. I really enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> but um i was like okay so are we still to believe that she has covid19 and if she has covid19 because i'm like she's been in the house the whole time ain't letting uh micah go nowhere so i'm like assuming that she got it from the uh protest oh interesting i even put that together but yeah that's that that's interesting yeah yeah okay maybe so so we're gonna stick with covid and she probably got it being out in the streets until ava lets us know otherwise please ava let us know which this lady had <laughs> like i can't take it we will return after this quick ad break stay with us okay yeah. so back to blue darla's mom darlene has gotten blue into that school in dc and a full ride behind darla's back okay And so Darla is not here for it because of her own private school experience. And so Darla calls on Vi and tells her what her mom has done. And I have to pause real quick because I'm like, like, was this appropriate for Darla to involve on Vi? Like, what do you think about that? Kind of her running off and tattletailing on her mama. Like, look what my mama did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've always thought that Darla has developed a closer relationship with uh, Ralph Angel's family. Um, more so than than like her mom because the way they were there for her during some of her times that were really tough for her even though they went through a situation with the whole blue thing but essentially they were there for her so I just think that she looked at it as someone who may be kind of on her side that wouldn't want blue to leave so she mm. just thought it was this safe space and plus um, Vi knows some of the history and she knows that Vi also loves of course Ralph Angel so I think she just wanted someone to bounce ideas off of and I was okay with it. See, that was fine until the point where I was like, uh-uh, I'm going to call your mom. And she was like, thank you so much. Like, really? <laughs> that I was not okay with. Yeah, no, no, y'all are all grown and you do not run off and tell on your mama to unbind. Like, I was just like, no. Um, but I think you're right about needing somebody to just hear her out because we do learn that, Dar- or be on her side, because we do learn that Darla and unbind are against the idea of Blue going to D.C., but Ralph Angel is not so against it, okay? So maybe you're right. Maybe she was like, let me call her by because I need somebody to be on my side and go against my mama with me. So Aunt Bob volunteers to talk to Ralph Angel um, and Darlene, and I think I already know your answer. Is Aunt Bob out of place for volunteering to do so, or is she in place? That's a place to do so. No, so Darlene was okay, kind of like, I want to talk to my 
new my other mama or my aunt, you know I want to talk to someone yeah. who I value their opinions I don't mind her doing that but I do mind by basically like you said kind of going there saying I'm gonna talk to your mom and getting into the mix I feel that she was out of line and I keep thinking about the episode which maybe was the one before where Hollywood basically said mm-hmm. mind your own business yes. and I think she's getting into that territory that this is I know that show like your son and his wife but this is really not like this is their we were talking about for their intermediate family so you need to go ahead and recognize they can handle things and you don't need to get yourself involved in that because it's too much of a touchy subject so you need to treat it with caution keep your mouth closed and let somebody ask you for your opinion yes and so i'm with you 100 because when she was like i'll talk to darlene and that'll be that so i was like oh who i don't do it don't do it but we'll get back to on and darlene in a second so we learned later in the episode that ralph angel is not against the idea of sending blue to school in dc because he feels like he can't protect blue forever and blue should have opportunities but darla is insisting that blue is not going anywhere okay so toward the end of the episode, Ralph Angel kind of comes around to that notion as well. Like, yeah, Blue should stay here. So whose side are we on? Darla or Ralph Angel? Should Blue be, you know, given or uh, allowed to have these opportunities that have been made, for, created for him? Or should he just stay in Louisiana? So I'm of the belief that we need to look and explore all options locally. So I do, I feel like Bob mentioned something like that. There's other options. So let's see what's out there. There's a different class. Like you hear keep people skipping grades all the time, different curriculum. Let's see what we can do. Because we recognize there's a gap. He needs to be challenged more, right? We all are on the same page. So I am understanding that my, my first thought would be, let's figure out what all we can do. And I would not want my child being so far away, period, number one. But in the midst of a pandemic, like, I don't know how comfortable I would be with my child being so far away from me. So um, it would be too much for me personally. And I just feel like, hey, there's no time like the present. If we're doing virtual programming anyways, if you're saying that you have an opportunity, let's go ahead and see what you can do virtually. And then maybe one day we can see how we can, if we do decide to go that route, but there should be some type of programming that's offered virtually in the midst of a pandemic. So that program, that campus should have something if we want to do that. So I just think it's too many opportunities locally to explore first in the midst of a pandemic. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, so I would be, I think I would be Darla, like, no, my child, not going nowhere, not at 10, like, if they were going off to college, that's different, but he's petting, like, stop it. But I also really do see Ralph Angel's point, like, who are we to not at least let him explore these different opportunities? Like, yeah, they have schools in Louisiana, but it's not that school, like, it legit is not that school, and we don't even have to pay for it, and he could stay with his grandma, so, and they can, like, build a relationship, possibly, it would be very difficult for me as a mom to be like, oh, okay, let my child go across the state or whatever. But I do see what Ralph Angel is saying. And I think more importantly, as we're about to see next week, I think they should at least talk about it with Blue. I'm just really upset with the way Darlene went about doing it. Like, I feel like if Darlene would have like, instead of going behind their back and like, hey, Darla, what do you think? Like they had a discussion about it. Then we could have sorted this all out before you went all the way to the end, getting full scholarships. And now we like, oh, well, do we tell Blue? Do we not tell Blue? Like everything should have been in the forefront and we could have figured it out way earlier instead of now I have to deal with you going behind my back and being like, your child coming up here. No, he's not. So it's like some resentment there. Like you're not about to tell me what to do with my child. Um, I'm his mom. So you should have came to me in the first place before you started doing all that. It was a lot of that. But 
Blue, I think, since he's 10 and they want to tell him about police brutality and everything, they should at least afford him the opportunity to say, hey, are you, are you interested in this? <laughs> so I'll, I'm very yeah. interested to see next week how that goes. Yeah, I I, I agree. That, I agree. Yeah, he's 10. And he's definitely probably he's 10 going on, you know, 20. So yeah, yeah. definitely get him involved in the conversation. And I, I, I hear you when you say some maybe resentment or really feeling, yeah, like, not betrayed. I don't know if that's the best word, but feeling like how 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 you going first of all, I would have had a problem with you sending videos. Somebody you just took random videos of my kids yes, and you sending it off somewhere. I had a big problem with that. So I can understand your your opinion on that and um about how the mom handled the situation. So I agree with that as well. Mm-mm. Yeah, she was tripping. Mm. All right, so back to on by. All right, so on by lets uh, Nova know that Hollywood is having good and bad days. And as we said a little bit before, Hollywood tries to warn on by to stay out of the whole Darlene Dollar Blue Ralph Angel mess. But she does not heed his warning and she calls Darlene. She does not say hello, how are you? She skips all types of pleasantries. And in my opinion, was trying to punk Darlene. But Darlene is literally like woman by. So <laughs> by feels she has as much right as anyone else in Blue's life because she took care of Blue. So therefore she has the final say. The call ends abruptly with Darlene hanging up on, on by. And Hollywood is like, what is up with you? Like, this is not about blue. Something else is going on. And this is to my point, my little comment real quick. This is to my point from last week of how she, I think this is how she's just dealing with stress. Like, she's stressed about her business. She's stressed about mm. Prosper. She's stressed about Hollywood. She's stressed about COVID in general. And it's like, let me just find things to put my, insert myself into to, Again, we go back to Darla sitting on top of the counter, painting the cash <laughs> in places that we cannot see. Like, I just wanted a distraction. And so I feel like she's putting all her attention and energy into this just so she don't have to deal with the present. That's just me. I'm not a therapist. But yeah, I'm just waiting for her to be like, I'm just really stressed out and I don't even know how I'm going to keep it together. Like, this is why I'm acting crazy. And now you want to add on top of that, y'all want to take blue across the world. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like she's about to unravel. I thought it was going to be this yeah. episode, but next episode, girl. Woo. That's good. Right. Unravel. It's, it's happening. Yes. It's happening. So, <laughs> Hollywood and Ralph Angel are doing a virtual happy hour. <laughs> they salute the Black women in their lives. And Hollywood's like, I miss fellowship with the fellas. And girl, this just made me think back to you know, early days of COVID-19 in real life when we were doing virtual happy hours. I remember I was getting dressed up for these virtual happy hours. <laughs> and like, that was kind of cool for like four weeks. But then after that, it's like, nah, I want real people. Like I want to, as I was saying to my friends and I probably said it to you, but like, I want to be able to laugh and slap you in your arm or whatever, like in real life. Like I need that connection. So yeah. it was like fun in the beginning. And then it was just like, I don't want to see another virtual nothing, okay? Um, so Ralph Angel tells Hollywood that they need the real spot and basically he shouldn't give up on the real spot and again I just want to say real quickly that when Aunt Vi brings up the real spot to Hollywood he don't want to hear it want to uh, shut it down but then when Ralph Angel says something about it he want to actually give it thought mm, okay what else mm-hmm. <laughs> No, you hit on that last time. We 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 see we see what's happening. Yeah. We're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, why the divide suddenly? So anyway, on Fi surprises Hollywood with an appreciation dinner, and the dinner includes 
Hollywood's mom's three cheese mac and cheese, just the way she do, does it. And so Aunt Bai encourages Hollywood to stop fronting like he's okay. And oh my gosh, did you see like his facial expression like change when she said that? Well, she didn't say those exact words, but she was like, you're not. <laughs> you're not, so, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. It's like his face just shattered like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're not, oh, Hollywood is so hard. Hollywood, so worth. So Aunt Bai is choosing to focus on themselves, their businesses, and the election, which reminds me of the beginning of the episode when she was putting up the uh, Kamala, well, what was it called? Biden-Harris 2020 <laughs> posters that she oh, like, yeah. her hands and she was just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Hollywood agrees with her, like, okay, like, let's do that. Let's focus on the good and move forward. So Aunt Bai believes that she and Darla have agreed that Blue is staying in Louisiana and that's the end of that. And Hollywood decides to do the real spot online and Aunt Bai is here for it. At first I thought Aunt Bai was gonna be like, that's dumb. Cause she kind of looked like, what are you talking about? But then she was like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I was happy about this. And I just feel that I, I want to see them really go forth and we see how it looks to the, for the real spot with the men and the fellowship, because I really like this dynamic of Ralph Angel in Hollywood and with the police brutality and so much that's really even more so at the forefront during this time for them to have that safe space. I know I've mentioned safe space before, but just like, well, they need that. And so I'm just really happy to see how this will look. I'm happy that I, what I hope is that he kind of gets excited again or feels like he has this project and and something that he can get a win for because he has really been going through it's been very challenging for him with losing his mom and perhaps the business like apparently he's already paying for he's uh, using a lot of his savings so I was really happy that Unbi was on board and even more so I'm looking forward to see how this goes because maybe you know people can find can get encouragement and motivation from this because our brothers need a place to talk to too you know they need their happy hours their virtual whatever's um because this is important so this is this is going to be necessary yes i agree 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 and like you said i do like how they're doing a lot of male fellowship in this season like getting male perspectives we're learning more about what men go black men go through in the world so i do i do like that and i do now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait to be a fly on the wall in a real spot either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now to our last person of the evening, Noba. So girl, she still got her sage going on. Did you see her whipping it around? <laughs> girl, <laughs> I did you. see that. Yeah. <laughs> Saged up Nova. Yes. So Nova does not think she's ready for marriage, even if Calvin thinks they are. And Calvin returns from Austin, finally, girl. And they're happy to be back together at the house and they have the talk, which is marriage. And um, Calvin is all the way in. He's ready and he makes it all the way plain, child. And so, yes, he does, Tip. And this part, this whole conversation reminded me of something that you mentioned and you were always a concern with Nova and if she's really able to handle the fact that she's with a white man. Uh And because uh just you know, who Nova is and all that she represents and how vocal she is mm-hmm. um, about everything that's going on. And so, you know, when she made that comment uh, or I think he was saying, you know, we could be like Oprah said, but it don't matter. Like, I'm just here for love. She was like, uh-uh, but we can't use those examples because yeah. those are two Black people. And I was like, <laughs> uh-huh. 
So yeah, I just really just thought about what you said. You always kind of voice like, I wonder if something's going, like if the race, she's going to struggle with the race part of it. And I really feel that they put that in there to let us know that she is still struggling with this part too, because who would think, like she thought initially of race when he mentioned that idea. And I knew exactly, and he's just like, hey, they could just be together forever and not be married. That was his whole point. But she took it to like, you can't even use that example. So I'm like, I don't know. It's something that is still not settled with her. I feel a that she's with him. Yep, 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 yep. And to that point, later in the episode, Nova goes to keep working on her True Paper article. And while doing so, she gets another article about police brutality against a Black life. And I'm just, to your point, I'm like, see, I'm trying to tell y'all. I I think it's just not going to work because of all the things Ricky just said, all the things I've been saying for the whole season. And yeah. it's sad, but it's, it's. I just think she's not gonna be able to look past the fact that he was a blue, a blue suit man at one point. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I agree, and I do believe they've done a really good job of reminding us of how he did show up and how they do have love for one another. But yeah, I think it's, it's gonna be either the police brutality situ- situation or just her not being comfortable enough with the fact that she's out here. For the people and she's yeah. going back home just her own stuff that she got going on so i think even one of those two things is gonna break them up so yes if i i don't know i definitely think it's gonna affect their relationship though definitely i mean not only is he a white man but he's a former former police officer and a former yes. police bystander like <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes. Out. and he has like no guilt or shame and never thinks like is it gonna be somebody why over this who was it you know she was like I feel shame when our people are doing stuff that people should be real shameful about but he was like uh-uh yep okay well we made it through the episode girl any other things before we head on out no girl it was this was this was a good chat now I'm good you know this episode was uh I don't want to call it a filler episode but it was just more of a like let's get to the next episode the last episode was so heavy I'm fine with that yeah yeah <laughs> I am fine with that but I am um interested to see next week's episode especially with Blue being like what's this and seeing if he got an opinion on where he's gonna go and there was some other yes. stuff they showed for next week that got me really excited so yeah rap angel mainly talking about to buy oh, yeah. a mama i was like oh snap it's about to get real so yeah next episode girl <laughs> where is that oh, oh don't do it don't do it <laughs> right girl he showed it he was like you are not his whatever and i'm like yeah. don't you do that yeah she's like you ain't a parent i was like oh ouch okay yeah. <laughs> that part but yeah. i raised you though mm, I helped and raise all your children kids. when you was yeah. in prison were you saying i wasn't a parent then okay. yes don't uh-huh. do that Mm-mm. okay but yes yeah, so I, 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 yeah i'm ready i'm ready for it all right girl well i don't have a spoiler today we barely made it on <laughs> so, <laughs> until next time bye bye Queen Sugar is back with season five. Watch Queen Sugar every Tuesday on OWN and then listen to Spoiler Alert with Tiff O and Ricky. Remember to follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Spoiler Alert Tiff O and Ricky and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform.